And now it's time for Geek News. But not geeks. <laughs> That's what you think. Look in the closet. <laughs> door number one or door number two? <laughs> I don't even want to know who you have in there. I thought you were joking about the serial killer basement. Jordan, you're only hope. <laughs> oh, well, then you're doomed. <laughs> All right, what do you got? I have a mishmash of stuff. Sweet. I'll start with my miscellaneous because I really only have two things there. BBC America announced last week, early this week, I forget when. Uh, the Doctor Who 50th anniversary app is going to be simulcast everywhere that they have a signal on November 23rd. So whether you're in the United States, you got BBC A, BBC C, if you're in Canada, BBC B, if you're in Brazil, <laughs> wherever they have a signal, uh, the 50th anniversary app is going to be going out, well, not live, but is going to be going out at the same time all across the BBC broadcasting globe. And I will still have to wait for Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have the... No, we no. don't have any. Well, I, we might still. We Megan had some package deal for a while, but she she keeps threatening to get rid of it. But I don't know if she ever actually did. So we might have it. It's just one twenty. Megan, <laughs> turn up the volume again. <laughs> Viewing party at the Steinhoff House. Yeah, sweet. See if we can get like ten people on my little uh, <laughs> sectional there. Probably could. Wouldn't be comfortable. And the other thing I've got for Miss Galini, Terry Rosio, who wrote the Lone Ranger, <laughs> is apparently still employed. He has been hired, admittedly. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's let's look at what he's been hired to write. But he's been hired to write a new Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah, I saw that. So don't know if that's a step up or step down from what he just wrote. Or from Dolph Lundgren. Uh, <laughs> hey, Dolph's still looking good in The Expendables. I mean, he never looked that young. I'm just saying the uh, Masters of the Universe the first time around. Uh, well, or is it a step up or step down from there is, is questionable as well at this point. That is true. That is true. Uh Anyways, maybe we'll get lucky and it will never come to pass. Uh, unless Jessica Biel is going to be Tila. That I could get behind. <laughs> but anyways, that's that's neither here nor there. That's really what I've got for miscellaneous type stuff. I think everything I have is miscellaneous <laughs> type stuff. So First up, I'll say, uh, I want to say congratulations to David Shepard, affectionately known as Sheppy over on the Game Crafter chat. He was the winner of the uh, contest that just ended, which was the classic arcade challenge. You had to make a game that was kind of uh, paying homage to a classic arcade game uh, without actually like ripping it off. <laughs> and he won. So congratulations to him for that. So speaking of that, I will just tie in, of course. We have the micro game challenge going on right now. That's the one that's currently going on, on over in the Game Crafter. So us and Father Geek and the Game Crafter are all sponsoring that. You can uh, check out the rules for that over on the Game Crafter. And, of course, we'll have the link in show notes. But uh, it's a micro game design challenge. Uh, basically, what we're looking for is a game that fits in your pocket and plays at 20 minutes or less, two to four players. Uh, that's the gist of the rules, but you can go check out the rest over there. First place, we'll get $150. Second place, we'll get 100 and third place will get 50, plus all three places will have the opportunity to be interviewed on All Us Geeks if they so desire. And the deadline for that, I believe, is November 18th, I want to say. 18th. Well, don't say what you want to say. Say something accurate. November 18th. We got in trouble for that once already. <laughs> I never get in trouble. Uh, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> There's two. Oh, so you that, want me to keep going? That, I mean, my whole list is miscellaneous. So. Go for it. Knock yourself out. Oh, here we go. Sticking kind of with the Game Crafter theme suddenly. 
Craig Stewart has got a Kickstarter going on right now called The Case of the Missing Brother, which is actually a movie that he's doing. Uh, so it's Carmichael, a former cop hiding behind a hard-boiled 40s detective persona, is called upon to solve a mystery case. How this ties kind of back to the Game Crafter is Craig is actually a member of the Game Crafter chat, but not only that, he's also a reviewer. He's a game reviewer. So he's one of the guys uh, in Canada. This is a Canadian Kickstarter now that it's open to Canadians. Uh, he's one of the guys behind the Gamers Table, which actually also reviews games. Uh, they have an independent edition where they do review games from the Game Crafter as well. So again, uh, show notes, but uh, go check that out and see if it's something you might be interested in. I'll do one more and then you can do some. And then I'll uh, do my last two, I guess. So I put out the note today in Twitter. I finally got some confirmations on some interviews uh, that I've been kind of trying to set up. Let me out. <laughs> there it is. So I put it out today that the Twitter said October 23rd, but somebody's already taken me up on that one. So October 23rd may not be open anymore. I might be able to do one more later one. But starting October 30th, let's say, and through November, I am taking uh, – Request for interviews for the game of crowdfunding stuff for Wednesday evenings. So I usually start those any, and this is start time, uh, between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. central time. So if you uh, want a slot and you've got either a current Kickstarter or something coming up on Kickstarter, or you've been on Kickstarter and you want to share some lessons, uh, let me know. Podcast at allusgeeks.com. Or you know of Kickstarter. Or you know, or you know somebody that's been hurt by Kickstarter. <laughs> that's sadly me. <laughs> Or you've lost a family member because of Kickstarter. I think that's probably happened a few times. Or mesothelioma. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, On the comic side, this could have gone in the misc because it is movie related, but it is related to two movies. Fox, who is apparently very happy with Simon Kinberg and the work he's done on the as-yet-released Days of Future Past, next summer's X-Men movie, has been hired to write the Fantastic Four reboot movie. Given that currently Days of Future Past is living on hype and a couple small teasers, I don't know where to go with that. My uh, initial inclination is Fox, so they had one good movie. (laughs) On Arrow, switching to DC, uh, Dylan Neal has been cast to play Dr. Ivo, normally Professor Ivo in the books, unless they've changed his title in the New 52. Dr. Ivo created Amazo, a power-sucking robot in the comics, And there's been another dude recently cast, uh, whose name I did not write down, who's going to be called The Captain. So there is speculation whether or not the new dude is going to be some relation to Ivo, a droid of some sort, a robot, I should say. But Mazo's pretty overpowered just for a Green Green Arrow to go after on his own, even if it is one of the crossover reps with Flash. That's kind of interesting casting. I don't think anybody was really expecting Ivo ever. So that's interesting casting, both in terms of the actor and the character. So I'm kind of looking forward to that up. They could probably, they'll probably do something goofy like a first Jenny type thing. Cause I mean, they're dealing it more in the realism side of things and the uh, power side mm-hmm. of things really. So, I mean, they could do just, he makes some robot kind yeah. of thing that goes yeah. nuts or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I'd hate to see them try to do just like a bastardized Numezo. I'd, I'd yeah. rather they go that way with just, you know, I'm the robot dude. Yeah. Well, I guess they can't do a crossover with cyborg <laughs> too soon. Robert Kirkman has announced, uh, he's been teasing for a week or so now, some images. At Image, he's starting a new series called Outcast. It's going to start early next year. No specific date if it's first quarter or January or second quarter or what. But early next year, and this is going to be about demonic possession. 
not undead demonic possession, mind you, just straight up demonic possession. And I don't know if this is instead of the rumored Walking Dead spinoff that they were talking about or uh, something else uh, entirely, but hey, demonic possession, who doesn't like that? (laughs) So I'll probably check that out, at least the first issue, and then uh, wait for some trades if it's got good buzz after the first. Sticking with uh, the semi-undead, George A. Romero and Marvel are getting together. He wrote a 300-page screenplay at some point in the past called Empire of the Dead, and he's going to adapt that to comics. It's starting in January 14, and uh, assuming it sells well, it's scheduled to go for 15 issues. It's got a definite start, a definite end, and everybody likes Romero, so I can't imagine Marvel or Disney will crap on this. But as long as he keeps to his deadlines, 15 issues, uh, kind of interested in seeing how that would go. He's not saying if it's uh, kind of tied into his uh, his dead universe. One assumes it is because it follows the naming conventions. But it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And then uh, Dynamite in December is going to be uh, releasing <laughs> the $6 million Man Season 6 comic. <laughs> so as other people have done with various season follow-ups, Dynamite's doing this with the $6 million man. It's going to take off right... And there's trivia. I didn't realize that $6 million man had made it to five seasons. I mean, I watched all that crap when I was a kid, but... <laughs> well, you had no concept of seasons when you were no, a kid, really. No. <laughs> uh, so this is going to pick up right where season five ended, and uh, all the characters uh, are still going to be there. All the same timeline, no freaky you know, continuity changes or anything. So that's uh, probably one I'll give a miss, despite the fact that I really like the uh, TV show. On the game side, Corsac Engineering has finished off all their acrylic token sets for X-Wing. So you can either get bundles or individual uh, sets of Focus Evade, Stress, Crit Hits, Shields, Ions, and Target Lock. So this is for the the Fantasy Flight X-Wing game. Stuff looks pretty good, and it's fairly fairly inexpensive for five tokens. The only thing you might need more than five of is... uh, shields or uh i should say ion you definitely need more than five shields but ion if you're uh running an ion heavy uh ion cannon heavy list they also said they're working on appropriate tokens for attack wing as well so i mean core engineering does a lot of cool stuff they did the uh well they just do a lot of acrylic and, and metal accessories for uh a lot of games they're kind of like litgo they mm. Game similar to kind of in their listing rather, you know, so they don't have any uh, FFG or WizKids, for instance, you know, licensing with this stuff. So, you know, they're they're not going to say this is the attack wing token set, but you can use these in attack wing is kind of their advertisements. Spartan Games started taking pre-orders for their Firestorm Armada 2.0 rule set. They've overhauled that and uh, that's going to be released in December. Spartan Games has done a lot of very interesting minis games, but sadly, they're not particularly popular in in the great Northwest, North Central, and South Central uh, United States. They're big on the East Coast, from what I hear, but uh, this was one of their uh, sci-fi-based games, which really reminded me a lot of uh, Babylon 5 Call to Arms. Good-looking models, but I was never able to get into it. Night Models, the company, the I think they're Spanish- Maybe Italian, I forget which. Somewhere over there. That does the uh, the 35 mil fig uh, line for Batman, the Batman game as well, based on the Arkham Asylum art, has announced that they're going to be doing a series of Watchmen figs. The teaser image showed images that looked kind of like a mesh between the comics and the movie, so they haven't given 
uh, strong indication of whether this is going to be one or the other or both or whether it's going to be its own game or if it'll fit into the Batman game. I can't imagine it'll fit into the Batman game because it's totally at a theme. But even if it's not a game, this company just does crazy good figs. And uh, at 35 millimeter scale, you can get some really great detail in there. So uh, their Batman stuff looks cool. Hopefully this stuff will look uh, extra cool as well. And on the subject of why... I mean, it's been, what, 20 years since Myst was big on the PC? This Oh, I forgot the name of the company. But they're coming up with Unwritten. It's going to be an RPG based in the Myst world, or worlds, if it goes through all... Was there three of those or just two? Anyways, there were multiple games. Uh, the first one was really good. The second one, meh. And again, 20 years too late. So it's a, uh, based on the Miss World, it's going to be an RPG using the... Uh, wait, wait, wait. And yet, you said nothing like that about the $6 million man comic. Well, because, uh, <laughs> well, actually, the $6 million man has been surviving in various forms <laughs> and reruns, whereas Mist just kind of came and went. <laughs> you can get the collector set DVD for a stupid amount of money, I think. Yeah. Key emphasis on stupid. Yes. <laughs> it's using the fate system and it's going to be on Kickstarter shortly. So as of the first full week of October, it'll probably be on there by the time you're listening to this. And then uh, my last item coming out of the Alliance Retailers Conference, uh, WizKids gave a lot of information about their upcoming products through the end of this year, 2013, and uh, through September or so of 2014. Some of the stuff was already known through solicitations, and, and some of it was new. So the next DC set is going to be Arkham Origins, which looks like cool figures, but this has been like the year of Batman, and I'm totally burned out on Batman. Uh, and then they're going to have uh, Superman and the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, they're going to have a Days of Future Past movie set next spring. Also, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie set next spring. Their two big uh, OP sets for next year are going to be, and I use big uh, in quotations for this one, Yu-Gi-Oh! They've previously announced a line of Yu-Gi-Oh! clicks, and they're apparently going to have some sort of organized play. <laughs> Why, we whiz kids? Why? Why? Well, I know because it's Nika and they just pimp anything they can to make money. Uh, the kids, the kids will buy it or the parents will buy it. The kids. Yeah, but the two big announcements out of that were a Deadpool themed set for Heroclix uh, on the Marvel side, which uh, is getting really, uh, it's polarized. It's either people going, wow, it's going to be a bunch of Deadpool and then crap. Because, let's face it, he's a fairly weak character if you take away talking to the audience. <laughs> or, it's going to be Deadpool, and I'm a Deadpool fanboy, and it's going to be the best, and it doesn't matter, it's going to be zombie presidents and Dr. Bong, and oh, jizz. So, I am in the first category of, I think this is something going to be given a miss to. And the other big one, and far as, as far as clicks go, was going to be the War of Light organized play. This is a coming out of the Green Lantern story from two years ago now. They kind of already did this, but now they're doing it with different lanterns and a lot of uh, special figures and prime figures for prizes and a couple really kick-ass prizes. They're doing a Black Lantern anti-monitor. He's going to be on a two-by-two base, and he just looks spectacular. And then the grand prize is going to be Necron, and he looks like he's going to be on a, a two-by-six base, something like that, similar to how uh, Thanos ended up or uh, something along that lines. And he just looks awesome. He's huge. He's got a big Black Lantern and some bones wrapped around it and his scythe. That's one that I know I'm not going to 
I'm not going to win because the this storyline is ridiculously popular, and a lot of the people at my venue are heavily into Green Lantern. So there's not there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of people bring their A games for those prizes, and uh, I just don't compete that hard. So. Uh, a year later, the Thanos that I want is down to sixty bucks on eBay. So. <laughs> As opposed to the week that it was initially released as a prize, it was at 300 So I am patient. <laughs> on the off chance that I do win it, yay me. If not, somebody on eBay will get 60 bucks from me in about a year and a half. <laughs> and then they also announced uh, two releases, only two so far for next year. I'm suspecting it will be only two. I don't think they're going to add any more because they don't really pimp Star Trek a lot. But they're going to have two sets of four ship releases, I think, in February and April for Attack Wing. The big buzz there was a bunch of Borg ships in the second wave. So everybody likes the Borg. It doesn't matter what came. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, looking to see some Borg on the Attack Wing side. And that's all I got. I have two more things, and they're both basically brand new conventions that are happening this year. So, uh, New Game of Palooza, which New is Northeastern Wisconsin, I think is what it's supposed to stand for. You might have heard us talk about Oshkon in the past. Oh, is this the replacement? Yeah, this okay. is. So, Adam decided to close down Oshkon. Uh, he just uh, wasn't able to put the time and stuff in, and I think it just became too much work for him, I believe, was part of his post. And a lot of us, especially in this area, like Michael and I and a couple other people used to try to go all the time in the past, but it's been a few years since we've gone. Mew. Yes, that's where that's where Mew. that came from. <laughs> I didn't say they were all good memories. Well, all of us talking about it were awesome memories. But uh, Ashkan was one of our favorite small conventions to go to and it was just a really great place to let loose so we were kind of sad to see that go and then we were like oh we didn't get to go one last time well some other people in the area decided to start this so it's in the exact same location it's two days it's basically Oshkon again but they're calling it new game of palooza so it's available unfortunately it is october 19th through the 20th 2013 this year and of course it can't go <laughs> So hopefully maybe next year I have to make a plan for it because it's actually it's an extremely well I can't say that I haven't seen what they're charging but Oshkon was an extremely inexpensive trip especially if you ran games because basically it's you got in free and it was like dorm lodging but it was cheap lodging and for the amount of time you spend in your room who cares and it shares like a parking lot and a street with like four or five bars right there. So we always had a good time when we went down there. And then the other one is Game Hole Con. This is partially sponsored by the Game Crafter. I actually heard about it uh, at Gen Con a little bit. But this is going to be in Madison, Wisconsin. And that one's going to be November 1st through the 3rd, 2013. So we will throw up the uh, links again in the show notes if you want to go check out the the websites for both of those conventions. So that is Geek News. 